It's that time of year again. Christmas? Shut your whore mouth and throw in a scary movie because this is Halloween. And what do we do on Halloween? TP the neighbor's house and hand out candy-flavored drugs to trick-or-treaters? Jesus Christ, dude. No, that that's a little extreme. Hmm. If you can't stand the kids in your neighborhood, just give them the crappy candy that you can't eat or trade for Reese's. That's why this week's sponsor for Chrome Dome Radio is Slugworth's Recycled Candy. It's 90% Milk Duds. Wow, recycled candy. That sounds like it's good for the environment. You couldn't be more wrong, Chris. It's actually terrible for everyone involved. But either way, when those dirtbag kids from the neighborhood come ringing your bell, you'll have a little something not so special for their grab bags. Do they have nerds? No way, Jose. Snickers? Nothing so classy. Do they have runs? N yes, actually, they, they have runs. Hmm. Slugworth's Recycled Candy has all your least favorites. Black licorice, candy corn, Mars bars, almond joys, mounds, and those strange hard candies that seem to materialize in your grandparents' sweet dishes. Slugworth's Recycled Candy, for when you hate the kids in your neighborhood. Chris and Zach here with another killer edition of Chrome Dome Radio. We don't have a guest this time around. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah, but check this out. Wait, wait, it's a ghost. Because it's Halloween. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Special Halloween edition. Not really, though. No. <laughs> well, okay, we're, we're our random topic of the day will be horror movies. Yeah. But check this out. Before we talk about the weekly wrap-up and the random stuff, we have stickers now. Stickers. And you can't see stickers on podcasts. But if you're watching the video, you could see the sticker. Yeah. If you guys want a sticker, just hit me up. I'll and get you a sticker. Well, you can put it on uh, your shirt. You or, can stick um, it on things and tell people. Or a child that you don't know. Right on the child's forehead. And then like the parents will be like, who is this? <laughs> and you'll explain to them, this is the greatest podcast of all time. Yes. Mm. Except for all of the other better ones. All we ask for in return is that you spread the hot, gooey Chrome Dome love by subscribing to our channels like and liking videos. our videos. Like, video. like and subscribe. So we did something new tonight, and I know for a fact one person knows what we did tonight. <laughs> and then likely subscribe to our feed. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Kind of awesome. So anyway, what we did tonight was a uh, we went live on YouTube. I've never gone live before. That was a first time for me. Have you? On anything? Uh, no. Like, not even on Facebook or Instagram. i never done that before. No. So we went live while we were eating our delicious dinner. Yeah, it was a, it was a, Lon season, a London broil that was not made in London. No, it was made in Atlanta. Did and Atlanta made London broil. Did we broil it? Or was it roasted? Wait a second. <laughs> Is that why it's called a London broil? I don't know. Did you I broil it? No. I just put it in the oven at 350. And you didn't set it to broil? No. I don't think it's I a didn't London know. broil. It wasn't made in London. You didn't broil it. It's not a thing. I guess at that point it's just roast beef. Yeah, I'd, I'm pretty sure it was just roast beef. Oh, man. It sounds so much fancier if it's London broil. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you say that. It tasted like London broil. Sure did. It was uh, sliced a little thicker than I would normally have my London broil. Really? I thought I was slicing it too thin. No, was it really? You good. think so too? Too, th too thick? Well, I mean for London broil. I was not aware of that. Oh, shit. Hit my mic. Oh, I cursed. Oh, man. Where's my wallet? You don't have a dollar? I don't have my wallet on me. I got you. Spot me a buck. I, I, have, I have one dollar. <sighs> I just got to hit the mic stand. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> what we also have here and the pod... See, we, we talk so much about what we have on the video and the podcasters can't hear it, but 
If you guys find us on YouTube, you'll know what I'm referring to. I'm drinking a cocktail here that consists of a keto apple cider, which means it's sugar-free. We have a video on the channel so that you can make this yourself. And it's also mixed with actual real champagne from France. High quality. And it's delicious. And it's actually really good. It's classy. We're classy on Chrome Dome Radio. Cheers to you, Cheers. That's it. Dude, it's really, it's really good. It tastes exactly like apple cider. Yeah, it's Long actually made. Well. It's made with uh, apple cider vinegar instead. Yeah, everybody uh, at home, join us in a golf clap for Taylor. <laughs> Sensitive. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the weekly wrap up. It's my way, or the Netflix way. The Wall Street Journal releases an article laying out how things really go down at Netflix. Self-proclaimed cop killer Ice-T runs into the law when he commits a heinous crime by evading a bridge toll. Cop killer! Oh, yes. A genetically inferior man is forced to leave his flight when he finds out a couple of felines were also on the flight. I'm sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> Alright, so I screwed up the order. I knew I was going to screw this up. We wanted to talk what first? What did we say first? We said the cat first. We you said did, the cat you did it first. right, it was just backwards. I did it literally backwards. I no. mirrored it. Alright, we're going to talk about the cat guy first. Yeah, it because... doesn't make you so mad you just want to curse? No, I already... <laughs> I already used my one curse for the show. I've been so good. You, you been, have been... Uh, like, how many episodes in a row did I not swear? Yeah, like seven. I think so. You've no, okay. Been, you know when I think the last time I actually sweared was? When I did it intentionally in the Caster's Paradise. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know so what I have noticed? Swearing, so bad about donating to charity. I know. But you know what I've realized? I actually think I owe a few extra bucks because you have to keep in mind, I edit these podcasts so i listen to them over and over again unfortunately <laughs> and so and do you could you give me an accurate count on how much the money is i could probably get that number but what i was getting to is that i have been saying the a word referring to a butt yeah slipping a right, couple slipping times it right through and it did slip through a couple times so yeah. i'm pretty sure i owe about three four more bucks in there so mm. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to make up for you it you cannot deprive the pygmies mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about uh, this allergic dude. So basically, this happened here in Atlanta. Surprise, I'm not. Mm-mm. This flight was going to Oklahoma City. He was uh, it was in, it was a Delta flight. He boards the plane. He's not on the plane more than five minutes before he's getting the sniffles. He's getting red eyes, and he says, "I'm allergic to cats." So the flight attendant comes over and says, "There's cats on the flight." So he is now being asked to basically leave the flight. He wasn't asked to leave the flight. They said, look, if you're going to be on the flight, you're going to have to put up with it. But, so his wife claims in an interview, he's deathly allergic to these things. Deathly. Yes. And Anaphylactic shock. Yeah, anaphylactic shock was exactly what she said. So basically, he has a choice. He goes, either I try to stick it out the three hours or I leave this flight. So, leaves the flight. Delta hooks hooks him up with a hotel. Delta also play, pays at least a portion. They, I, don't, I don't know the exact amount, but they did pay a, pay a portion of the family's flights. They went to Oklahoma City without him. Okay. So they are in Oklahoma City. He stays in Atlanta an extra night. He gets a cat-free flight the next day. Now, I guess, I don't know even why this is like in the news, but I, I was so fascinated about it because immediately everything I read was like, 
they're putting cats' lives over human lives? And, like, is that fair? And I wanted to get your take on it because I have a take on it. And I don't think it's what everybody else's take is on it. This idiot. (laughs) Wait a second. You do have my take on it. All right, so a cat cat is not an odd creature to carry on a flight. They fit in a little bag. They have a little box. They're fine. And, you know, it's you don't even need the emotional support thing. Like, you can just, you know, give your cat a bit of nip and let it just be on the flight. This guy is so deathly allergic to... This smacks of... uh, a little like he got a little too into the story as he was telling it (laughs) and then just like pride wouldn't let him back down after a while it has to get more dramatic right yeah oh i mean yeah so she just like my husband is going to sneeze all over everyone in this flight and we're all gonna get the flu you know she went into like he's going to die i mean does anybody die from cat dander this, I mean, I guess maybe it could be because the, like people die if they smell a peanut, but that drive like that kind of stuff drives me nuts. I'm like, how are you? We genetically inferior was the way to put it. <laughs> like how how can your body just survive in the wild? Like cats are everywhere. We were having this conversation because, and we know people who are allergic to the sun, and they may even watch this video. She is well prepared. Redheads. Uh, they, no. Uh, no, actually, but no. but the people that I know that are allergic to things like that are very well prepared, and yeah. and they go into things expecting things they know. If you're allergic to peanuts, for example, they're you. prepared. My problem with this story is that if this man is truly deathly allergic to something, he didn't take the proper precaution precautions getting on that flight. What do you what do you expect to do now? You're going to ask this woman who had the two cats to to leave. to leave the flight because yeah. you're allergic. No, it's That stupid. doesn't make any sense to me. Not at all. My, my problem with it, too, is that this man and his wife, they're not holding themselves accountable. You, if you, look, I'm not making fun of the guy for having a funny allergy. I am. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you can be allergic to these things, but you have to understand, you can't expect to inconvenience. This person could have been moving, for example, because why? She's being a responsible pet owner. Yeah. How many times do you hear stories where people put their pets in the cabin and they die? And they die. They freeze to death. They forget to feed them. There's right. like no water on there. Yeah, it, that's like an enormous problem. Yes. I I've been thinking about that too because uh, at some point I've entertained the the idea of moving overseas for a few months or something. Yeah. I can't take my dogs. No, how would uh, you get? Well, you can. You I can, can ship them. Like maybe you I don't can know. board them now. Yeah. You can you can buy it a seat for your dog. Oh, that's kind of cool. And that that's what yeah. this woman did. I'm pretty sure uh, she did. She took the necessary precautions. She mm-hmm. she she warned the airline that the cats were coming on. This is so Delta can prepare. See, that's why they take these things. That's in- what the whole thing is. There you there is a protocol in place. If yes. there is a protocol in place for this eventuality, and you ignore the protocol, this is your fault. Yeah. Yeah. So then I don't and then and then for Delta to even say, okay, look, we're gonna hook you up with a hotel and we're gonna pay a portion of your family's flight. This else, sounds like everybody wins. What do you what else do you want from them? Why is this in the news? Yeah, it, that's that's kind of I'm surprised this is a news story. How is it a news story? Not only was it in the news, I like it was everywhere. I what? saw I saw it on CNN, I heard it on the radio. What about this is even noteworthy? <laughs> Why are we talking Why about are we talking about this? <laughs> I think that 
Delta's response is noteworthy because they, they said, well, if you wanted a cat-free flight, you should have put it in your special requests. When you well, they, but they're right. That's what that's what the rules yeah, but are. Then, but How then this, this woman comes out and she says, well, I don't know where that section is. It's not easy to use their website. I, okay, fine. <laughs> yes, the website is unusable. Who cares? Like, All right, so it's also a rule that when the flight is, uh, you know, taking off, you have to put your tray table up and the seat in the upright position. Nobody needs to be informed about this. It's just kind of like, if you're going to die, if you get into with the same room with a cat, you just need to let people know. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, how do you, like, I mean, if, have you ever been invited to somebody's house before? Do you, you probably ask them, hey, do, do you have a cat? Well, I mean, yeah, why? Can we leave All your the- cat in the bathroom? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> Put your cat in the bathroom. I can't sit on this couch. It's, I, it's, we, we have it's to go. Infected. We have to it's leave a... now. We have to go. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's you're gonna run into cats in in life. Like you, you need to be prepared. So he's got like a spidey sense. He's like, Come on. there's a there's a cat here. The the hair on his it. neck just raises. <laughs> All right, let's talk about iced tea. Yeah, that's a good this idea. This is a funny story. I didn't know this happened until you sent me this article today, and it didn't. T- all I had to do was read the headline, and I was like, "We're talking about this <laughs> because <laughs> iced tea." He doesn't just okay. So he evades uh, a toll, which basically means he go he goes through the toll without paying. He did this in New York, going over the George Washington Bridge. If you've been to New York, it's an easy mistake to make because they have the Easy Pass lane. He didn't have his Easy Pass on him, so he just went through. As you would normally do. As you just drove on through. Because he's driving his brand new, what? It was, McLaren. It was a McLaren. It was a red McLaren. It was your sick. target. Yeah. Really so, nice. I think when I was reading through the article, he was he was arrested because one, he evaded the toll, but two, his car had no plate and no registration. Yeah. The funny thing is, he, he could have just gotten a ticket. Yeah, easily. It's really hard for me to believe that this cop pulled him over and thought, oh, he's a good guy. No, so what happened gonna, was he, we're gonna let him go. He remember he remembered the song <laughs> he you played. He remembers Cop Killer. He remembers that, and he's like, "Mr. Big Time Celebrity <laughs> thinks he can just drive right through." Not on my watch. I mean, he gets the chance to. He gets a cool story because he's like, "I get the, I got to arrest Ice T," yeah. and they're like, "Wow, what for? Did he kill a cop?" No, he he was just you know going through a toll. <laughs> it's a funny story. This story is way cooler in like nineteen ninety. Eight or whatever. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Ice T's being kind of a, fun, a cool sport about it. He's uh, he's joking about it. On he's Twitter. joking about it on Twitter, and it, and it is funny. It's uh, who else would have got if it was another celebrity in the exact scenario who didn't ever, you know, like Chris Pratt speak poorly of police, <laughs> like Chris Pratt, for example, who wait, speaks wait, wait, very highly not, of. Wait, that's not a one to one analogy because there's probably a racism uh, factor here. All right, let's go uh, with Will Smith. Yeah, because we did already use Will Smith's right, quote so, today. Uh, so again, probably not a one to one analogy because, as we all know, Will Smith uh, gave up his blackness in like the early '90s. What? Yeah, that's not real. Uh, yeah, because uh, he moved to Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Ah, oh, great show. Yeah, it was a it. good show. Good show. There'll never be a reunion. It's not unusual. Ah, uh, Carlton. With anyone. Could 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 he have done? Could Ice T have done anything more innocent to get arrested? What could he have done less? Um, you think he would have got arrested if he actually had a plate on the car and his registration properly? I couldn't imagine getting arrested for just evading a toll. 
Yeah, I, I just... It had to be the plate and registration. It had to have just been the fact that it was iced tea. Anybody else is going to get away with this scot-free. Well, all of the tolls now also just capture your license plate and then send you the bill Oh, the that's a fair point. Mm. If you don't have an easy pass, it attempts to take a picture of your license plate and then it'll mail it to you, That which has happened to us before. Right, but they're going to arrest you for that? It's That's still a ticketable it's still, offense. It's a ticketable offense. It's yeah. so funny that he got arrested for this. Nah. How many times has he been? Has he been arrested? He's got to have been arrested before. I don't know. You know he's in a metal band. Well, actually, we were just listening to it, but that. Well, that's what we were just listening to. But that's an old, old song. That wasn't. That was an old. But they. I mean, they're still releasing music. Hmm. Yeah. Metal band. Yeah, it's called yeah. Body Count. It's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, I like that type of music. Chris likes Body Count. I like Body Count. Yeah. They had a song a few years ago that was pretty cool, and it's it's like it's it's funny because they still have that it's like that sound that like suicidal tendencies was going for in the early nineties. Really? Yeah, I think it's cool. The uh, only suicidal tendencies song that I know is that one where he's just talking about being insane the yes, whole time. That's a lot of their songs. Yeah. And municipal waste. They're a newer band, but they have that same sound. Anyway, okay, let's move on to Netflix. So. This is interesting, too. Uh, this is another article. I didn't even know that this happened today, but the Wall Street Journal just today released an article um, referring to the Netflix way or... The cultural, like, uh, yeah, the environment culture. there. Yeah. And apparently, it's not that fun to work for Netflix. Uh, it sounds pretty nerve-wracking to me. Yeah. So, one all, of the... All executives are encouraged to uh, do a keeper test on their uh, employees. And what that is, is would I fight for this person not to get fired? And if the answer is no, then you fire that person, which is pretty harsh, I would say. Like, uh, I mean, what they're saying is like this, like highly competitive culture, like keeps everybody like trying to become a high performer and if you start receiving feedback it's like oh geez i better really get it in uh in into gear if if like anything happens at all but i keep on thinking like the does this motivate you or does this make you like so scared of losing your job that you just you know freeze up and and lose your uh well they interviewed them and they said they they almost they function on fear yeah and well the lady said that she denied that actual quote but uh that she had been in the meeting because that was that was a quote attributed to her by other employees oh. they they said uh they said uh oh i what the exact quote was um the uh like like does anybody feel like afraid that they leave uh that they're gonna lose their job and right. like one guy answered is like does anybody else feel this way and they're all like yeah a bunch of people they're like good because fear motivates you yeah well along those lines what they were saying was as a supervisor Mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable getting somebody fired basically yeah because then their jobs aren't going to be on the line because in netflix eyes you're doing your job if you fired somebody and there's a ton of like little personal stories in this article about like people that just like walked away crying and you know uh just completely got blindsided by this yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics, but they were talking about this one chick who was in New York who was going to be at a press conference to uh, promote a new show mm-hmm. that was on Netflix. And the it was weekend... uh, Orange is the New Black season two. Okay, so you, you know I, the specifics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets a phone call like on a Saturday, like on a mm-hmm. weird day, I think. And yep. 
They basically fired her, mm-hmm. and her, their reasoning was, "You're not a cultural fit." They met. They met her in the hotel. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they go. Her. They go to the hotel. It's like one executive and like an HR uh, person, and they meet her, and they're just like, "Yep, you're not a cultural fit. Uh, pack your stuff. You're you're hit the bricks, pal. You know <laughs> you couldn't cut it." And to me, like. On the one hand, I get the rationale, like, we're really open and transparent. Because that's the other thing. They yeah. send emails out after somebody is fired and explain why they were fired. Do you know what they call it? They have a term for it. I, sunshining. I sunshining, yeah, yeah. Well, no, sunshining is when... Like, oh, so, when they don't fire them, but they're expected the employee to expose whatever they did wrong. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, okay. So that this whole thing came about because one of the bigwigs in there used the N-word... In yeah. in reference, uh, like at a, at a meeting, in reference to using like inflammatory language in comedies and how it can be effective, and it wasn't aimed towards anyone. It was you know, he was just he was using it in a very explanatory way, and he was you know he just said the n word, and a lot of people took offense to it as you know you would expect, and he sunshined it and said like tried to explain his intent and. Uh, you know, hoping that it would blow over. It didn't blow over. And uh, he, you know, was fired like months later. And then the, like the CEO, I forget the CEO's name. Do you, do you have it written down? It's like Friedman or something like no, that. I don't, I don't have it written down, but he, he, he apparently, he was sad that he had to fire him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is apparently real unusual for him because he fires everybody. He fired the guy that created the algorithm that uh, curates your, your content. Ooh. He fired the guy that helped build their uh, their library, their initial library, before they started doing a bunch of Netflix originals and stuff. His name's Reed Hastings. Hastings, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So and he and he had no emotion whatsoever about those two firings, but this guy, I guess for whatever reason, he was kind of close, and I or maybe it was because he really believed that his intent in using the N word in a meeting was, <laughs> was somewhat noble. But <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show you, man. Like, it, you have a choice to work somewhere else. I mean, it's out now. It, if it sucks to work for Netflix, you got to leave. What Get a I, new job. What bugs me about all of this is they say it's like a, all about transparency and like we're trying to build a competitive, like highly performing culture. Yeah. Doesn't this just seem like a good way to like hide your personal grudges in office politics? Like, you don't fit in the culture because I don't like you, you know? But, I, you know, I think at any place of business, though, culture is a big part of hiring people. Right, but if you're going to be, like, super transparent about the process and you it, sound, you... it sounds like you don't have to do much to get fired here. Good point. And, and it just seems like this would be people being people... Like, if I have, like, the absolute power to fire all these people on my team and I don't really need to give a whole bunch of reasons for it, it's... This is kind of funny. I was actually uh, listening to uh, an episode of The Economist uh, podcast earlier this week, uh, This week, and one, day, one thing they were saying was they think, like, all jobs might end up being this way because of the rise of... Uh, the gig economy they might actually the what economy the gig economy the hell's the gig economy it's like freelance uh jobs oh okay. so it's, it's real easy to pick up contract work now okay because of the way the internet works uh, yeah so uh what they were saying is they'll develop like these platforms where people are daily hired and fired and like long-term uh jobs are going to be a thing of the past at some point or at least that's like a possible scenario for our future 
you're gonna have to have skills like little skills at everything in yeah. order to make any money anymore exactly well i mean they're gonna automate anything that they you know don't regulate away from automating like the ai has gotten so smart they can you know these chatbots are pretty good already like how long is it before they can write shakespeare well <laughs> you know that's that's an interesting question though mm-hmm. like you, you think an ai can get to the point of writing something like that well they yeah. can already paint no I've it's gonna the painting it's going to be indistinguishable from human contact they're going to be able to beat a turing test and you're not going to be able to under- know when you're talking to a human or a robot the perfect employee for netflix yeah and then uh it's going to be like her you ever see that movie? With, I haven't uh, seen that yet. Was that good? It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I won't spoil it for you, but yeah, check that one out. He's Joker, you know. He is Joker. What is he doing? I don't know. So, like, <laughs> what, would, what would you say to somebody who works at Netflix now who's unhappy? Would you be like, look, leave. Uh, do, you, you're I, not going to change him. I would be like, keep Daredevil. Because I like that show. Oh, and, so and Marvel we... Marvel's cancel getting all their stuff canceled these days because of uh, what's up, Dio? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't. So wait, they canceled. They, I know they canceled Luke Cage and, and Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. So, They're not going to cancel Daredevil, are they? I hope that was not. A, I thought that was a big show. It, it's out of all the Marvel shows, that one nets them the most uh, subscribers. Not Jessica Jones. No, Jessica Jones doesn't do quite the numbers that uh, Daredevil does. But Daredevil has been around longer, for one thing. Right. Um, and I don't think, think they've had a weak season. I just binge-watched uh, season three, and it's like it was sick. I I even started liking characters that I had previously not liked. Uh, the only problem I have that that shows the chick that plays Karen is just always out of breath. <laughs> I just I'm just like it must be so exhausting to play that character. Like she's just constantly like doing jump rope up between takes. It's like, like that chick in The Shining. Oh yeah. Like what was her name? She know she died recently. Oh really? I think she died recently. The axe murder. No, <laughs> no, jeez, no. Let's see. It was the the shining cast. She freeze to death on a she, maze. She um. She knows she lost her mind at one. Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Was that? Is she, I think she's dead. But you know, she she went crazy at one point. I did not know that. Yeah, like she. That's why she left acting. For I knew a while. like Margot Kidder. But Shelley Duvall. Oh, that's who name. died. That's who died. Margot Kidder. Totally. Oh, they both went crazy, but I confused her with Marco Kidder. She oh, died. Marco Kidder died. Yeah, no, Shelley Duvall's alive. R.I.P. Lois. Um, I, we, won't, we should we should go right into the random topic. The random yeah. topics horror movies because it's Halloween. Ooh. Thanks for doing that because I didn't have a sound. You're welcome. I didn't have a clip. <laughs> so we're ta- we're already talking about The Shining. Let's talk about The Shining. Shining's a good movie. Is it? What's one of the great? Is it? It's one of the greatest horror movies ever. Easily. So did you? Did you ever see hear about all the conspiracy theories around it? Of course I heard. Like that uh, Stanley Kubrick was trying to out the fact that he filmed the moon landing. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So apparently, I think I sort of think he was playing along. You know what I mean? With all the moonies. And, I think he yeah. was because there are things in it where it's like. Why is that kid wearing a NASA? Shirt? Why is he wearing a NASA shirt? Why is he like sitting in that position on the carpet? Because yeah. if you look at if you look at the shape of the carpet, it looks like the shape of the where the rocket took off in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the 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 room number was like it was significant to the distance from Earth to the Moon. Yeah, and it's not the same uh, room number they used in the book. Yeah, so I kind of think he was probably like laughing about it and he was like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna screw with people did uh did you ever hear his movie uh, space odyssey was 
judged by astronauts to be some of the most realistic depictions of uh, what it's like to be in space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that movie. I like that, too. I haven't seen that in a while. It's a good one. It's not a horror movie, though. Why are we talking about it? I mean, it's kind of scary. It is. Yeah. Movies, like, I feel like a lot of movies back then, like, even unintentionally were just, just scary. Kind of frightening. There's weird, weird music and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, and I'm I don't, not, I don't I'm like not used to it. I don't know what's going on. Like, Willy Wonka is a scary what you, movie. What do you think is the best uh, horror movie ever? I was most, growing up, I was actually thinking of, like, because it's, when you go back and watch old movies now, they're not as scary because you've seen them like every Halloween or yeah. you know, I've, I watch movies over and over again. I'm one of those. I think the movie that scared me the most, first of all, The Shining did scare me a lot, it's especially as a kid. Yeah. I remember literally physically getting like chills down my spine when the blood came down from the elevators. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that scared me so much, but it was in like slow motion and there's just blood everywhere. It's real creepy. And I was like, whoa. Anyway, I think the one that really messed me up was the two movies. I think of Omen. The Omen. Omen was pretty frightening, yeah. And I think of, believe it or not, I know it's not like a, it's not a, your typical horror movie, but Jaws messed me up. Well, And Jaws yeah. isn't really like, that's like on it's, it's more like an action horror. It's on, it's in its own level, though, because yeah. I I know this exactly what you're talking about, because to this day, if I'm swimming alone in a pool, like I have an irrational fear of a monster from the deep just coming like, up and getting me. Like any water. Yeah. Any water. Yeah. Like there might be a shark in my toilet. That's why I said. To, <laughs> that's why I said pool because that doesn't make any sense at all. Make, no joke. And you're I know still for, freaked out. If you as a kid didn't see a pool and think Jaws, you're lying. Yeah. Every kid was like, Jaws is in that pool, yep. above ground pool. Jaws is in that pool. You, know, you would never swim in it alone. You, you had know, to have friends around. You know, a movie was scarier than Jaws. What? Jaws two. <laughs> Dude, the Jaws movies got more and more ridiculous as they went on. Michael Caine was in Jaws 5. What? Yeah, dude. You need to go back and watch that one. Uh, Michael Caine. This, this shark is getting everybody out here. As large as a tangerine. <laughs> so men just... What do we do when we get thrown off the boat, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I think from there, what, you know, like uh, we could dig a little deeper on horror movies. What, what are we running out of time or something? No, I was literally going to bring up more horror movies. Okay, good. Damn, dude. I thought you, I thought you were ending the show. You had that look in your eye. No, no, <laughs> we have we have plenty of more time. Plenty of more. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Could we we could even do several more topics. Yes, <laughs> we could do. Yeah, let's All let's right, free so, ball it. But yeah, no. What uh, what do we got like uh, recently? That came out that because apparently like horror movies are having a moment of like a resurgence in pop culture right I hope now. Th- I hope they are because there was a long time where because like Scream came out. Yeah, I sort of think like Scream maybe at first the first one pretty chilling maybe did pretty good for the genre. It was the, yeah it, because it was a slasher flick and that was it was like the first of that time period slasher flick. Right. You know like uh, Jason and. Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger all kind of played out by the time Scream uh, comes along. They're all on their like 14th sequel. Yeah. And uh, Scream is, you know, just, it's kind of fresh. It's pretty frightening. Oh, you're home alone. You're getting a phone call from this sadistic killer. I, I, like Scream got so ridiculous, especially yeah. by the third one though. Mm-hmm. It was like, almost like a comedy. Yeah. It was silly. It was silly. And, and like, because I've seen Scream 3, I don't think Scream 1's nearly as scary anymore. Like it's just goofy to me now. Well, it, it, at some point, it all became like jump scares. That's what I was getting at. It seems like, well, either it's jump scares, which I think are so cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if you have one or two in a movie, fine. 
it's jump scares or it's like super gory like saw type stuff yeah yeah that I'm, stuff is it's either hard to watch or it's just annoying yeah. like getting too many jump scares in a movie it's like it's just annoying after a while you're like come on come on do something else yeah saw the first one i thought was pretty good um and i think it you know it was really gory and it had a lot of like you know did it warrant it. six sequels no no not a, not in the least it, it would have been just like rocky better alone but the uh the one that i wanted to see that i never that i haven't gotten to see it came out recently was the nun oh i didn't see the nun yet but that's related to is it insidious it's the the conjuring stuff oh the conjuring that's what it is yeah i don't know if insidious is related to the conjuring uh because they have a bunch of weird so i liked i liked insidious Mm -hmm. that one was creepy and i also that a found footage one no, 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 no. no. That, that's like paranormal activity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, no, no. Insidious, Insidious was pretty solid, and Conjuring was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And that's so. This is a spinoff. The Nun is a spinoff of that. Apparently, it's a prequel. Uh, oh, I so didn't. the Nun is like responsible for all of the events in all three of the Conjurings. Oh. And it's like, oh, they vanquish her at the end of Conjuring Three. Spoiler alert. And uh, then. Uh, the nun come the nun's origin story uh, is explained in the nun, and uh, I wanted to see it because I got real creeped out just by the preview of the nun just being creepy and having like long fingernails. Well, okay, it's funny that you mentioned that because that stuff is more scary to me than the jumping and the gory stuff. The stuff that plays out slowly mm-hmm. so that you have to process it like bef- four movies before you get scared no no yeah. it doesn't take four movies well, what, but like, if i'm more scared by things that i can't see mm-hmm. or things that i see that are just so abstract and so messed up but so it's not a flash like a quick flash is just like okay uh, you know startled and yeah. now i'm not scared anymore but stuff that really gets i think that's why the omen scared me so much yeah, because the omen—it's deep. It's a deep story. It's—it's got religious undertones, not even undertones. Yeah, overtones. <laughs> overtones, and you're just like you're just into it. Same yeah. thing with the shining. Like he's slowly, slowly getting more and more twisted. When you lose trust in characters at one point that you did have trust in, that's scary to me too. Yeah, it's and it. that's and Jack Nicholson did it so well in that movie where it's, it's Hitchcockian. Like, yeah, exactly. And but by the end of the movie, he's a twisted, crazy psychopath. But at the beginning, he was a family man. Well, he, <laughs> was he? Yeah, he wasn't really. But it you know was, what I mean. But it, it was Jack it just, Nicholson. It just escalated. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It escalates, and, and that's the stuff that if scares I'm gonna, me the most. If I'm going to criticize that movie in one way, it's that Jack Nicholson started out crazy and just turned it up to eleven. Because <laughs> like, it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah he's just like. Mm-hmm. Was that before or after just One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest? Had to have been after, right? I think it was after. Yeah. What was the um, other one I was going to mention? The Purge was uh, another recent one that did real well. Yeah, first one. Yeah, did you uh, watch any of the others? All of them. No, I don't think I've seen all of them. I don't know how many there are. Did you watch the election one? Yes. Yeah. How was that? Eh, It's the same movie over and over again. It's not that it's crappy. I mean, it's like like a fun, like, Friday night flick. Mm -hmm. It's not the type of movie I would recommend anybody to watch, though. Yeah. But, like, I'm sitting around... You know, and then it's like, all right, I'll I'll turn this one on because I saw the first one. So slow burns. Did you ever see uh, Rosemary's Baby? No, I keep hearing about it. I keep hearing I should see that. It's if you like the payoff for that movie, like is kind of cheesy because it's 1970s like graphics. But like that's one of those ones that like things just get like weirder and weirder and weirder as time goes on. And by the end of the movie, like 
this you real this lady realizes like she's the only sane person in an insane world. Like it, it's the and it's just terrifying. Like her neighbors are all in on it. Like everybody's out to get her. She needs a lobotomy. She <laughs> she gets call back. She needs an abortion. Is what that lady needs. Rosemary's Baby's a bad movie. I'm for gonna. This is this. I gotta watch it this year. I gotta make it a point to finally watch it. It's a. I li- I liked it. Uh, it's the um the only thing. What makes it extra creepy is it's that uh that director that got in trouble for raping that uh 14 year old girl. Oh, Polans- Polanski. Yeah, Roman Polanski. Yeah. So like, and it's a very like sexual, sexually charged oh, movie too. So you're like, Ew. it just makes it that much more awkward looking yeah. back. And you just want to take a shower after it's over. So, where's yeah. that guy now? Uh, France, I think. Cause, oh, that's right. Yeah. Because he'll get charged if he comes back. Yeah, the French won't ex- expatriate him too because he's an artist, you know, <laughs> and they respect that kind of crap. It's terrible. It's paying him off. It's. I mean, he's not. They. It's. They're French people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains that. I mean, they're just. It's. It's very much about the high culture and like. Uh, I mean, this guy. You. You couldn't hear a bad word about him in Hollywood forever because he's. You know, he was a great director. And people freaking knew it. Yeah. Like everybody knew it. This is like the original Me Too moment. Ooh. This guy was suffering before everybody else. Suffering. He was suffering. The I was going to say, fourteen-year-old girl that he, you know, her parents left her with him. Like every everybody is wrong in that scenario, except for the poor little girl. That was just just awful. Tied her up and sodomized her. I almost said the f word. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's worth one, dude. It's awful. Yeah. All right, let's get back to horror movies. We really took a turn there. <laughs> well, I mean, that's horrible. That's it, horrifying. That is true. Nothing scarier than a true life horror story. Ooh, I want to see the new Halloween. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I do. Cuz I like I is... like I like the others. But apparently this is a sequel to just the first one. Okay, so it's not a They're it's not another reboot or whatever. No, it's not another Rob Zombie one. Mm. I was in the sequel to Rob Zombie. Yeah, you told me about that. I was an that. extra. Yeah, and your brother got cut because he was uh, too jacked up on Redline or something, right? Oh, no, he didn't get cut. He was in the film. Well, yeah, but they, cut, a... that, they cut that one scene because he's walking in a circle over and over again. Oh, yeah, all right. So <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could tell the story. Yeah. So Nick, uh, we, we went to film in, uh, it was Halloween 2. They were filming in Atlanta. It was a Rob Zombie movie. I got a couple stories about this one, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was very early in the morning. Nick wanted to get an energy drink. So we go to the drugstore right next door to the hotel that we were filming at. And he picks up, I think it was called a Red Line. Yeah, so... Red Dawn? Re- no, no, Red, Red Line. Line. Red Dawn was a... That's a different thing. <laughs> Red Line, uh, just for those if who've never been stupid enough to take these things, these things were... It was like before people were checking what was in uh, energy drinks. So basically, these things had ephedrine in them. And I used to buy these when I was younger, and I was doing landscaping work. And I was just so tired after like a long day of like summer heat. And I would just buy one of these things because I still needed energy because I was going to the gym after I got done landscaping. And it's like you got jacked up. Your heart rate went way up. Like... And you're just like running with a lawnmower. And <laughs> it, I mean, this stuff like was crazy. Uh, you were you only drank like half of it like before lunch, and then another half like after. That's what the woman behind the counter told him. Yes. she goes, "That's good advice." You know what you're getting, right? He's like, "Yeah, energy drink." She goes, "No, you're not. You're not going to want to drink more than a quarter to a half of that in one sitting." Mm-hmm. What does my brother do? 
walks right Slides outside the drugstore and slug, downs the whole thing. Of course. Gone. Within, I would say, so he, this is why it's funny, actually. So he gets really quiet at the table that we then go sit down at. So in the meantime, though, the, the what is it called? The, the wardrobe person comes around and says, pick out clothes for the scene. They had stuff laid out. He picks out the most whacked out outfit, yeah. but he's quiet for most of the time. He's got like you know this uh, this coat jacket looking thing. He's got these like torn up jean looking things, and then he uh, gets back to the table and basically puts his head down and he's really quiet. And I was like, wow, okay, I guess that energy drink didn't do much. I would say twenty minutes go by. This dude pops his head up. He just goes, but. In doing so, he, I guess he had his hair. He had his hair like, like in a, such a way, uh, like while he was down on the table, that when he came up, his hair is sticking Ace Ventura style, <laughs> like this. His hair is straight up, and he's like super jacked, and he's like, he's like, oh well, this stuff's really powerful, powerful stuff. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, dude. So now, you know, we're, we're sitting around for a lot of the day, but this is, also happens to be the point where we have to film the first scene where uh, I always forget the guy's name with the white hair in the movie. Malcolm. Malcolm McDermott. Malcolm McDermott. No, that's wrong. McDowell? McDowell. McDowell. Is Malcolm McDowell? McDowell? Double check that. Halloween 2 cast. We were both on it. We were both extras on something that he was an actor on, and oh. we both had the same feedback. Yeah. He was terrible. Guy couldn't get his uh, speeches right. It's uh, it's Malcolm McDowell. So and, and he's in the scene. So he needs to walk by us in <laughs> in the in the hallway. And I'm. They wanted us to pair up with. I want to say I think they wanted every male with a female because they wanted to make it look like it was like a casual thing and we were drinking or something. And so and I remember looking and Nick can't stand still as as he's filming this scene in between each take he would kind of do a quick like circle around and then he'd come back and get back into position. And the camera you could you could see this in the movie what made the the movie was the scene where it, uh, Malcolm McDowell is walking towards his book signing thing mm-hmm. and i think it was a book signing yeah, or something he wrote a book about uh michael, michael myers. myers yeah and the 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 film cuts right when my brother would have been in the scene yeah. in the background <laughs> and i can't help but think rob zombie was back there and saw my brother wearing this whacked out suit <laughs> with this whacked out haircut shaking <laughs> and he was like cut it there that kid ruined my shot <laughs> I like I like the other one better where Rob Zombie's like just doing take after take after take. Yes, with this guy. That's part two of my story. So now enter the book signing ceremony, whatever the hell it was, and uh, Malcolm McDowell has to deliver. I would say roughly a two to three minute monologue. Maybe I'm, I might even be generous. It might be even shorter than that. He is at a podium in front of an audience, and he's got the script on his podium. Got to read it, dude. You're a professional actor. All you have to do is read this thing. So he screws up seconds in. Take two. Screws up again. Take three. Screws up again. He can't, he's not, He's then he starts blaming the lights. He can't read the script because the lights are not shining properly on the podium. Everybody uh, takes a break. They readjust the lights. We come back. Again, keep screwing it up. I would say by the 10th or 12th take, the people in the audience are starting to learn the script because he's already said it enough times. So now... This is the 
auditorium shot, right? This is the auditorium shot if you've ever seen the movie. So people in the crowd, you might even be able to see people's mouths moving. I don't know because we're starting to learn the lines. He's screwing it up so much. And he keeps, he has to take a water break. He's got to take a break here. So every time he's got to take a break, we got to wait like 30 seconds to a minute. Before you know it, we're in this room two hours. We haven't filmed anything yet because he keeps screwing up the lines. He would get close to the very end and then he would try to like put pieces in in the middle and then try to do only the end. And I'm telling you right now, everybody in the crowd, when he got to that point where he's like, Michael Myers is dead. D-E-A-D, dead. Everybody in the crowd's going, Michael Myers is dead. <laughs> and he kept screwing up the part where he's like, let me make myself crystal clear. Like at one point he was like, let me water clear. <laughs> what? <laughs> let me crystal my water. Like what? The, what are you talking about? He kept just like saying the most hey, asinine things. Crystal springs. Water. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he was referring to. So then. <laughs> He can't even get pieces of this together. So Rob Zombie comes out at one point and you can tell he is he is frustrated. He is watching uh I can't, I'm going to screw his name. Malcolm McDowell deliver his lines now. And so every time Malcolm McDowell screws up a line now, Rob Zombie Rob Zombie's body gestures would change ever so slightly. So screws up one time Arms, arms get folded. Screws up again, he leans to one side. Screws up again, he throws his head down in like a slouched, depressed type <laughs> position. Screws up again, he goes down to his knees. He screw- Before you know it, Rob Zombie is literally all weight, completely dead in the corner of the room, on the floor. And I'm, just, I'm like, this is, is this how they film movies? Is this how this goes? Yeah, no, like that, like arms spread out on the ground like this. Like what else are you supposed to do? And there's no way Malcolm McDowell didn't see him doing that yeah. after each take. And and then and then Rob Zombie disappears and he goes back after about ten screw ups and him on the floor. You yeah. About the, the what? When you told me like Rob Zombie just like. <laughs> oh yeah, and that but right before he goes back uh, back I don't know backstage outside yeah. the set for the last time he Out screws up cigarette. and he just does the whole like throws his arms up. He's like ah, I'm done. <laughs> Not once. Did he get the entire monologue in one shot? What you're seeing in that movie is clips and clips. I don't know how. They are magicians, the post-production team on that movie. They somehow took that crazy stuff he was saying and made it into one coherent monologue. I'm telling you right now, it's spliced up to all hell. It has to be. That's (laughs) crazy. I know. Because you see that guy in everything he's in a lot of stuff he's he's always there he's like the bad guy in tank girl which is you know tank girl what is tank girl tank girl is a like c movie from like 19 like early early 90s ice t's in that movie actually it comes full circle yeah he he played get this he plays a giant mutant kangaroo (laughs) i what is it called can't make it up tank girl Tank girl and Ice T plays a giant mutant yeah. kangaroo. And that girl that uh, play, I, I don't know what you'd know her from, but you've seen her before. She was in Free Willy. Uh, she's oh, the, and also a League of Their Own. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, that girl. She's Tank Girl. She is Tank Girl. She is Tank Girl. I want to see this. That's uh, I'm sold. This, this is a good bad movie night candidate. For All right, us. yeah, we'll do it next All time. Right. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for tonight. Please subscribe to our channels, all the things. If you like this video, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. 
Spotify. St- I'm not going to list all of those. <laughs> you can find us on any of the streaming channels. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Monday. Have a happy Halloween. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>